Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Great Lake of Michigan, of the Midwest. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. That's me. Here listening to music, I'm hanging out by myself. This is a, a day off and it's unexpected. Uh, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day. Hoping everyone has a had a good weekend as I did. I know my bracket is all screwed up. I can't win no more. I'll, I'll be out. I'll be dishing the money out soon in, in a couple of weeks, or within a week actually, when the final four ends next weekend. So here I am by myself, and I'm gonna talk about life. I'm gonna talk, and I'm gonna say stuff. I mean, I don't have Sean here. I don't have Ron here. It's just me. And what I've noticed, there are a lot of people in Grand Rapids who are very, very alone. So <clears throat> this weekend, I was supposed to go see a sh- a comedy show by myself because that's what I do by myself. at At a brewing company, Harmony Brewing Company, on the east side or the eastern side of Grand Rapids close to East Grand Rapids and and uh, the rich side of Grand Rapids and the kind of the college kids and the poor side of Grand Rapids on the east side so when I get there there's a line full of people and I'm about maybe five minutes before the show starts and come to find out there's no seats. There's no place for the comedy show actually be uh, made. So they have these seats where people eat their supper or their dinner or their lunches, and and this, I guess the the stage or where the performers or the comedians are supposed to uh, do their five minute set or ten minute set. They're literally just talking to people who are eating food. And I thought that was kind of strange. But what that's not what I want to talk about. What I really want to talk about is that I made my own plans. I went by myself. I I decided to to entertain myself because there's no reason to be by yourself on the weekend that you don't have to work. Now, because I don't have to work on this weekend, I thought, well, I might as well try and meet new people and talk to new people and interact with new people. And so I went to the east, the eastern, I think it's the eastern sports bar. Uh, they have pool tables there. They have uh, uh, a beer pond, which is really a water pond. Um it's a really good. It's a good setting. I mean, it's a good set. It's a great place to meet other people and talk to other people. So I was there, and I was watching the NCAA tournament. And uh, and a and a and a gentleman came up to me and talked to me, and I think uh, he was surprised that I was just there by myself, and he started asking me about basketball and the tournament and. And and by this point, I kind of get a registered notion that this guy is trying to figure me out or thinking that I might be um, a 
gay person. I don't know why I stuttered about that. But clearly he was because then I had to explain to him, like, what's what's great about Grand Rapids is I can go anywhere and talk to anybody and no one really cares. And then I said to him that that what's great about Grand Rapids is another opinion of mine is that if you are gay, if you want to meet as someone who is gay, you can go to a gay bar or a gay restaurant or, well, there's not really gay restaurants, but there's a couple of gay bars in Grand Rapids. So when I said that, he got the notion that I wasn't gay, that I'm not gay. And what I think really made up him upset is that here I kept talking to him and I didn't use any offensive words towards them or I didn't make any gesture of being uncomfortable with him near me. And he kind of got up and then kind of like elbowed me as he went to a different part of the of, of the bar, which I thought was kind of funny actually because here... He's trying to meet somebody, and I clearly was nice about it and kind of, like, brushed him off. And here I get elbowed by somebody about that, which is kind of backwards because if if this was the 1990s or the early 2000s and he sat next to me and he tried to make a move on me, and then if I called him the F-bomb or the F-word or homophobic terms, and then I pushed him or elbowed him in the back, that would be a sexual assault, or that would be assault. But moving on from that, then I go to Mulligan's, and Mulligan's is a classic, one of those bars that it's one of the only bars in Grand Rapids that has that dirty, grungy, rock and roll uh, uh, scenery to it. They have a band play in the back of the room, there's a stage back there. Uh, everybody's in that bar. I think a lot of college kids go there, but there's a lot of people who who grew up within Grand Rapids that still go there. But what's great about it is the bartenders are their own kind of people. They're tattooed up. They've been doing bartending for years. They've been living in this area for years. They've got their own style and their own uh, 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 place in this. And it's a real unique environment. Because here I'm, I got a little dressed up to go see the comedy show. But nothing really happened in the comedy show because there was no seats. Remember, I left that place. So I go to, so I go to Mulligan's after East, East Town uh, Sports Bar. And I'm sit next to another gentleman and and he he kind of spills out his his uh his thoughts and ideas about his life he is struggling with his life he's hyper uh sensitive to anything that changes in his life and and he lives with his mother and he's taking medications and he goes out once a week to his, to whatever place that, he, that any place that he wants to go like like Mulligans and then we're talking about doing podcasts together 
and then he's still overwhelming, but his he's he's another person who struggles about being alone and no one understanding him and no one really gets who he really is and he really thinks that I'm trying to pull his chain. He doesn't believe me that I actually believe that he he has a mental a mental illness. I don't know. I only talked to him about for 15 minutes when I was at Oligans. And then I went home. And then I went home. But so a couple days go by. And it's and I'm going out to the to a couple restaurants again. So this time I decided to go to the glass house and Duke's for a drink. But I'm bored. Basketball is almost done. The NCAA double term uh March Madness tournament is almost done. So here I am thinking about so what should I do? So I decided to go to to this other bar on Ionia. And I meet up with a guy that I've been talking to about politics, about life. And he's another guy that's really hypersensitive, very alone, very uh, by themselves moment. He struggles just living in the, in the state of Michigan. Uh, I invited him a couple of times to watch basketball. And football and the Super Bowl with me and a couple other guys, and he didn't want to show up, which is fine. But what I've noticed though is that I'm not the only one struggling about being by yourself or being by myself or being by their self. There's so many people, and especially men, who are in a position that there's no avenue for us as we get older to actually meet women of our age or women who are not divorced or widowed or 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 have kids and what's happening is that we're meeting people and we're meeting women that want us to change for them and yet they're the ones with the kids. They're the one with the family or the ex-marriage and all this stuff. And then what you're also seeing is you're seeing in these TikTok sh- spots where all these girls are asking men, oh, I'm divorcee, I'm 43 years old, my husband left me for a 25-year-old. Do, do people think I'm still hot? And I don't think that's the question you should really be asking yourself. If you're a girl in your mid-40s or your late-30s and you still are attractive, I think the real point is that is that are you relevant to the ta- through the times of the ch- through the times of change? Have you been able to change through the times? Are you able to are you able to Adjust your own personality, not our personality, but your personality. What made your husband or your spouse leave you after five years or 10 years or 15 years? What changed? Was it your attitude towards 
your husband or is it your husband's attitude towards you? Look, like most guys will cheat and still be in love with their wife, but it's just a I guess they say it's an instinct of nature that men are able to just have sex with somebody and then still go home and and be so called this fully supported person to their spouse or to their wife, which I really don't believe that's true. I think that's more of like men are not want, men at the time do not want to be held responsible for their actions, so eventually they'll get divorced and move out move on to the next spouse now. The real question when you see a lot of TikTok women dancing and and in in their bathing suits or their bras and all this, what's amazing is that there is no one in their city or state that they're claiming that they're not willing to date. Now there's a substantial difference between how we look at each other. Now, if you're a person, if you're a guy, you're not really attractive, you're going to probably date someone who's not as attractive as you wish they were. But you still go and date that person, you should. I mean, it's ridiculous if you think that you're in hot stuff and you're not. Same thing goes for women. If you don't know, if you don't know that you're the ugly friend of the friends who are pretty, and you're still trying to date guys who are very attractive, but then what is attractive? High cheekbones, uh, broad shoulders. Is it just the guy that is able athletic? Is it the guy who's willing to make money and support you? What is attractive to you? I can't tell you. But if you think that you're supposed that your man is or your next spouse or your next boyfriend is supposed to be Romeo and save you or someone that's supposed to save you from your uh, situation that you're in now, and now means being alone with two kids. That's totally backwards because guys will still have to take the back seat to your kids, to your ex spouse. So if your ex spouse changes plans and needs to drop the kids off early, then you have to change your plans with her because everyone knows that having ex-spouses and new boyfriends and new girlfriends around doesn't always work so cleanly. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But what I come to figure out is this, not really figure out, but analyze, is that, is that if you, what, I, what I find out is that you see a lot of these 50-year-old guys responding to girls who are in their bathing suits. And I'm one of those guys that will just say, oh, yeah, she's very attractive. I like her shape, whatever. But I'm not going to be the guy that actually thinks that, oh, I really have a chance with this girl on TikTok. So what's funny is that you see a lot of these 55-year-old guys or 50-year-old guys, and they're not attractive. And they're always trying to make a move on the girl by sending them a message and say, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so gorgeous. How could anyone think that you're ugly? Well, everyone knows they're not ugly, but you really have to question their attitude. I think I think most people don't realize like your attitude towards the opposite sex 
or towards the sex that you're attracted to is very important. As you get older, you're going to have to change your attitude. And that's something that I had to do with my whole life. Like, for example, when I was in my 30s, I was a jerk. I was a complete jerk to everyone. A jerk. Yeah, now, the women that were trying to me and I had my chance with, I wasn't a jerk to them. But I was a jerk to other people that didn't deserve it. And I know who they are and they know who they are. But the thing is, is like, as you get older, your attitude towards anybody or everybody is going to have to change. You're not in your 20s no more. You don't have kids. You can't just per, uh, make out and have sex with everyone that you want to have sex with. Because now everyone in their 30s and 40s has responsibilities. But the real question, like, I mean, I keep going back to this. It's the, I think a lot of times that these that people, and I'm going to just kind of uh, address women right now. But I really do that women really have this really dark attitude towards men. And we're supposed to be this person. Or what happens is that, to me, I think what happens is like if they have a bad relationship with a couple guys, they think all guys are going to be the same way. And then they're going to get the same response from, from all guys. And then what happens is then they become... And then what happens is that they, when they get married in their late 20s and their 30s and they don't give their husbands attention because they're raising kids or you guys are raising kids together. But when, when one of you guys, girls, want to give some, want to receive some action, I'm too tired. I'm too, I'm bloating. Or it can go with the same thing with the guys. I don't know. I don't want to do anything. Do I have to do foreplay? Do we have to do foreplay? I don't know if that's a real question or not. But this probably is. I don't know. Or they're watching a TV show or a sports thing, and they're totally uh, uh, ignoring, their, ignoring their wife. And then you guys wonder why your wives walk away and find a new guy who's like 15 years younger than you are. So I find it interesting that what we see in America, what we see in the world, is that we see everyone, everyone's by themselves. Here, I got to take this phone call. My buddy Ron has just called. My buddy who's just uh, told me that he's going to fix my car. No, not fix my car, but fix my mirror. He's the one that I have had on the show a couple times with muscular dystrophy. But what I find interesting, going back to what I was talking about, is this. Is that I just find interest. I just don't know. I see so many girls, even in my own Grand Rapids area, and they're by themselves. And there's no rings on their fingers. And when you, it, there have been times when I just start talking to a girl. And then they kind of like brush me off like I'm this peasant who's asking them, just simple things. What's your name? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And this, that's the attitude I'm talking about. This, I am better than you. You're not better than me. You are not at my level. I'm too good for you. 
And this, all right, so if this happens to me because I'm disabled, just imagine how much more it happens to other guys who are not disabled. And to those other guys who've, who, who are just kind of by, by themselves. There are more single men in America right now, I think, than there are women. That's not true. I made that up. But it sounds, it's, it sounds pretty right. So when you see what's happening is that you see a lot of these guys playing uh, games or PlayStations or video games by themselves in their basement, in their apartment, watching porn. It's a cycle that goes on and on. And when they do go out and when they do go uh, see a girl that they like, they can't even interact with them because playing video games and watching porn, women don't respond like that. They just don't. But having girls on TikTok half naked showing their boobs and their and their vag. There's a little dance thing that they have on TikTok right now where girls are dancing and then you, then you pause it and then you can see the girl's bikini or what's underneath the bikini. And it's kind of, it's really what addicting to it because if you haven't seen a girl, a real girl, butt naked in years, you're just going to do it. Especially if you're a straight guy, because Jesus, my God, if you go out to a bar and you bump into a girl and you say you kind of like who she is and and she kind of likes you, but what she really is saying is like, oh, I like you at the bar. I don't want to have nothing to do with you at all outside this bar. So that's a shutdown manifesta moment. So then all these guys go home and play video games, and, and, and play with a ding-dong. But then all these girls are saying, why are the nice guys? Well, you just met the nice guy that plays too many video games, have watched way too much porn, but because you were so into your own status quo, he's long gone. Remember this. And it's not really, and I've said this before, it's not really women's fault of this generation. It's women's fault of the last two generations. Because the last two generations of women have been going to college and being educated, and it's great. It's fantastic. But what's happening is that, that, that their moms, so all these 25-year-old girls or women, their moms who are like in their 40s and early 50s, they've been taught, they've been taught to the, they teach their daughters, you don't need men. What you need to do is go to college, invest your money, uh, find a guy who is willing to give you sperm. I love how you s- I said I give you sperm like it's like it's like you getting uh, a free soda cup of Coca Cola or your favorite beer. So they find a guy that they kind of like, and then they kind of entrap the guy and say, "Hey, I really like you," but what she's really saying, like, "I really want your sperm." So they hook up. They go on a date. She gets pregnant. They end up getting married for just two years. And then she wants to divorce. And then she does the same thing over again with a new guy. I don't want to date. I like you. I got a child. Do you mind to be, do you care that you're a 
that I'm a single mother. And he's like, oh, whatever, cool. I got, I got my ex-spouse and we got kids together. And then they date. And then they have sex. And then she does it again. She divorces the guy after two years. So now she has two kids with two, with two child support paychecks. And now she's still working, let's say, a full-time job. But in reality, what she's doing is making like a, she's, she's paying herself. She's, it's almost like a contract that she made up on herself, for herself. That she makes a game out of it. And the game is, how many guys can I date and get me pregnant so that I can live off alimony? Or they don't usually have alimony no more, but child support. And then when they hit in their 40s, when you girls who are now 25, when you hit your 40s, so your mom is in her 40s now, and then she's looking out and she's the your dad or the dad that you don't never had, your mom's on a dating prowl as a cougar, and then you're wondering what is going on. Why is my mom dating all these guys, and why can't she find a new guy or find a good guy to be with? And then you, as the daughter, is a little nervous about your mom going on these dates, all these dates. And then you wonder why. Well, it's because your mom has taught you and your mom has taught herself, and women of her generation have taught themselves that you can be promiscuous and completely lie about everything. And then when you hit 50 or 55, that's when your boobs and your face falls apart. And then your eggs, your ovaries dry up. And then that's when women hit a certain age, if something happens to their body that transitions them into old people, old ladies okay now this happens to guys in their late 60s guys you know we mature a lot slower we are you know sometimes we age a lot slower as well depending if you do drugs or not if you don't do drugs you don't smoke you don't drink as a guy you might be very lucky to be very young looking all you have to do is dye your hair or you dye your beard and stay in shape and go to the gym, and then you look relatively young. You could be a 45-year-old guy and look like you're 32 years old if you go to the gym, if you take care of yourself, if you, if you don't eat fast food, if you do all the things that you're supposed to do to keep yourself young. But women can do that too. But the difference between women and men, though, is that men have pecs. But we can change those man boobs into pecs. With women, you can't really do that with the boobs. With breasts, you can work out, but your boobs kind of retract. They kind of sag. They just lose their their f- firmness and their in their in their uh, eye pleasing moment. They're just not very good looking. And when women get older, their skin changes completely, completely by the time they hit fifty. And if you are a type of girl that doesn't want to keep in shape, it happens very quickly. Then you have these fat rolls on your arms and all of this. And it's not a big deal because if you marry the right person and you are married to the guy that you, let's say you marry a guy that's based on your 
belief system or based on your religious system or based on your morals and standards and all this or edu- all that, then it really doesn't matter how old you look because you're happily married. And you're not basing your marriage based on looks. You're basing your marriage based on how he makes you feel and how sh- she makes him feel. So if you make it a positive thing, I'm going back to this attitude thing here. If you make your husband's life a positive thing and you're happy to see him every time he comes back home from work or from the gym or from hanging out with his friends, you're going to get a whole different reaction from your man. And same thing goes for, for men. If you totally ignore your wife as she's coming into the door and you're like, oh, what's up, blah, 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 and she, you, you're not making it a positive moment, she's going to eventually lose interest in you as well. But if you keep up that positive attitude towards each other, even on the days that you don't look good, and every, everyone has that. Everyone will have that. Everyone will have that moment they don't look good. They just will. I'm going, I mean, I don't look good. I'm crippled. I look like a disabled uh, man-child, for God's sake. But you know what? I, one thing I learned from people like Malcolm X and people like Elvis Presley or all these weird heroes of mine is that their attitude towards women never change. So what I mean, they never change. Are they, their attitude towards women is positive. Even if you're fat and ugly like Elvis was, or even if if you're Malcolm X and if you are standards of what happened to you in your life, <clears throat> you're going to have that positive attitude. But if you would have an Axe or Rose attitude towards women, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. If you had that attitude all the time towards women, then that's going to evolve in your own personal life. So your attitude towards women outside of work or inside of work is going to be the same thing. It's one thing I learned. If you keep things positive towards women, you can make things happen for yourself. For, I mean, you're not supposed to make love to every girl that you like. It's not possible. But in my case, I get it. I get that most women don't like men who are some form of disabled. disabled. I was just at lunch with a friend of mine about a week ago, and he has Parkinson's, and he set up like five, six, five, six different dates, and all these dates that he met online, they didn't. They told him that they didn't care that he had Parkinson's, and then when the when they were done eating, you know what happened? They went through the back door and left. They got their cab, or they got their Uber driver, they got their girlfriend to pick him up, and didn't even tell him. They just left. So if my buddy, who has Parkinson's, and he's been walked out of dates or been abandoned on dates six times, I can't even imagine how many times I would be in that situation. I think I'd be in, like, in the low or high teens. That's why guys like me don't really try because that feeling of failure really sticks with you. It really does. And all the, I think a lot of these girls, they can 
have a hundred guys approach them nonstop and they don't really care until they have that one guy that they really like, then they'll hit on that guy. But guys don't have the opportunity as, as women do. We really don't. If we're not good looking, we really don't. I mean, if you're a girl with with a nice set of boobs or a nice set of, or a pretty face or, or you don't even have to be a 10. You could be a 7 or 8. And that's how the standards of what attractiveness is basically in America. Even though it's about more about your emotional and your um, mental state of mind is more important than your physical appearance. It should be the inside of the person that you care about, not the outside of the person. But in this case, when you're going out and trying to find a date or find, trying to find a, a girl to talk to, if you don't, if you don't look good, if you're not handsome, you're kind of in a bad situation. That feeling of rejection becomes a mute situation that you don't feel no more. You just don't. It has become to a point where if I see a girl that I like, I won't even go talk to her because I don't want to be embarrassed because then I don't want other people to see my see me be humiliated with that look on her face or other people who may think, oh, he must be harassing her. That's something that most ugly people will have to go through. Now, I'm not saying I'm not really ugly. I'm just crippled. But that really would happen. And people f who are within um, eye distance from her, if she gave me that really weird look, like, why are you talking to me? Other people and other guys at the bar would say, wow, this guy must have said something to her that's really disturbing. So this is why there's a person in my family who will say stupid stuff, like say, oh, I'm surprised you didn't creep that girl out. And like, like why would I do that? And that's why I don't talk to most women. It's not because people out there think I'm gay. No, I'm not gay. I just know that there's boundaries for me to to live by. And if I go outside those boundaries, I could get I could get blamed for something that I didn't do. Guys like me will get blamed for harassments or assaults or any type of vulgar language even if we didn't use them. People uh, people are not cool. So what I'm saying though is that those women out there who are in their 40s and going to turn 50 or in your 30s who are going to turn 40 and you wonder why you're, at, why you're all by yourself on TikTok showing your boobs to the whole world and you wonder why, where, where are these guys? Well, it's because your attitude towards men really suck. You made average looking guys into uh, monsters. You've... You've watched way too many Ted Bundy movies. Basically, you think that everyone that looks like Ted Bundy or everyone that or anybody that approaches any girl is going to be a Ted Bundy. That's not the case. Ted Bundy is a 
a part-time psychopath, narcissistic, um, was brought up a real bad situation in his household. His grandfather taught him to be very mean to his mother and other women. So Ted Bundy was basically brainwashed into becoming what he became. Do I sympathize with Ted Bundy? No. But that's basically what happened. So, and I wish, really I wish that Netflix and all these other programs that do uh, these documentaries on people like them really tell the whole story, like the truth. Like, people like Ted Bundy just don't wake up one day and say, I'm just going to kill people. No, you have to train people to do that. And basically, he was being mentally disturbingly trained by his grandfather to hate women that rejected him. And basically, if you understand the story of Ted Bundy, his mother got pregnant out of the wedlock, and then she abandoned the child, and then her father forced her into taking the child back. And then when as the child was being brought up, by the grandfather and the and and Tim Bunny's mom, that's when the brainwash, the brainwashing started. All this manipulation, all this. Uh, your mother left you. She's no good. She's a bitch. You should hate your mother. Any woman that hates you, you should hate them back. And I'm pretty sure. The type of violence that Ted Bundy created, or uh. May uh, the way that he killed his 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 victims, I'm pretty sure that his grandfather had some form and shape of teaching him something, slapping his mother around, punching his mother. I'm sure I'm. I don't know anything. I've never heard any FBI agent say that, but uh, you can't. You, in order to do to do something like that, you have to be get trained to do that. You have to get brainwashed. You just do. So, I really do wish that women would stop pretending to watch these Netflix shows and these serial killer shows, and then they go out and say, "Well, that guy must be a serial killer because he got that same uh, way of walking like Ted Bundy, or he has the same way of." looking confused like Ted Bundy, so he must be a serial killer. Like, I'm going far-fetched here. I really am. I'm going down to 38 minutes. I'm going to end this soon. But what I'm saying, though, is that your fantasy of what Romeo or Prince Charming is based on your cartoons of a little, of a little girl of the Little Mermaid or Cinderella is really stuck to your brain. And then the way that your mother has taught you that you don't need men, but you're sexually attracted to men. But your parents or your mom is telling you, no, you, you need to deny all those feelings that you want from a man. And then your mother is not even teaching you how to treat your man correctly or your husband correctly or your boyfriend correctly. So you don't know how it is like, like you don't know how to treat men because your mothers have never showed you how to treat men respectfully. Now, I'm not saying that you should 
bow you down to any man or or every time he comes to the door you should have his food ready and all that stuff. That's just nonsense. It's not nineteen fifty five. But if you go but if your mother has taught you like you can tell women who've been taught or women who have had husbands and they're and they've respected their husbands and their daughters are raised by their father because the mother is still making a choice that she wants the father involved with the relationship. Those are the girls that you see get married. Those are the girls that you don't see get divorced. Those are the girls that you see taking their husbands to dinner for their birthday or anniversary and, and doing little things for each other. So you, can, you should never, I wouldn't tell you this, you shouldn't blame men for your situation. You should really blame your ancestors. And I'm going back from, like, say, 1985 to now. Because before, 19, before 1975 or before 1980, we should have got, men should have got the blame for treating women like crap. Because that's a whole different era. But from 1989 to 1985 to now, the roles have changed. Women are much educated. But the one thing that would never change in any type of generation is that boys who grew up to, men, to be men need women. And women who were once little girls are going to want a man in their life because 95% of us are heterosexuals. So I'm going to end it like that. Tell me what you think about it. I know I went to a little rant about Ted Bundy, and I went to a little rant about your mother's tr- showing you the wrong way of treating men. But there's, there's proof behind that. Not Ted Bundy, but there's proof that if your mothers have taught you to treat men like dog shit, you're gonna learn from you're gonna learn from your mom to treat men like dog shit. If your mom taught you to treat your man or your dad like gold and silver or respectively, let's not go too far like gold and silver, but respectively, then you know who you are and you know that you've been married to your husband for the last thirty years, and you know that your husband's not gonna cheat on you, or you're not gonna cheat on your husband. So, all right. I went on a little rant. I didn't really end it correctly. I should really listen to other podcasters and educate myself more. But if you like this podcast, this is the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, thank you, Buzzsprout, for distributing my podcast. There's other podcasts. Uh, platforms out there I'm not going to name name them all, name them all but if you got a question if you totally disagree with me you think I'm nonsense you don't think I know what I'm talking about I mean great email me at the crazy dre podcast show at gmail.com all right peace love love your neighbor uh, be uh, be nice, and I'll chat with you soon. All right, see ya.